Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Daily Podcast. Philippians chapter 3 today. Uh, it is Tuesday, June 22nd. Thanks for being a part of this as we journey through the New Testament and specifically through the book of Philippians now over a little over halfway, starting the second half of the small book of Philippians. So um, uh, good stuff. So you know what we do. We read, we pray, we're going to change the world. Let's do it. Let's pray or let's read. I don't know what I'm doing. We're going to read first. Um, remember, Paul's writing to the church at Philippi, and it is um, interesting because there's really no corrective teaching per se. It's all encouraging. Um, and the whole uh, four, the entire four chapters are really a set of essays that kind of um, hover around um, the beautiful uh, gem that is the Christ hymn in Philippians chapter two. And so all of these other, I think five or six essays kind of sit around, uh, kind of set the jewel of the Christ hymn. And so, uh, now we're on the, uh, the back side of that Christ hymn that is found in Philippians chapter two, and we're in chapter three. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Also a theme for uh, Philippians, which, you know, ironically enough, Paul's in prison. But he says, hey, man, rejoice. Rejoice. We got reason to rejoice today. You look, whatever your circumstances, you have reason to rejoice. I mean, think about that. That's the promise Jesus gives you. That no matter your circumstances, you have reason to rejoice. If you are facing death itself, you have reason to rejoice. Why? Because this world is not all there is. Because you have a hope of eternity with Jesus that only gets better for you. If you're facing a trial and a hardship and it's difficult right now, not to negate your difficult season, but you can rejoice. Why? Because God is making your suffering produce endurance, endurance, patience, patience, perseverance, and patience, and perseverance, hope. And hope does not disappoint. And if you're having a good day, then rejoice because you're rejoicing. <laughs> so literally rejoice in the Lord always. So further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write to you the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. He's reminding them, man, rejoice. You can rejoice today. Verse, uh, verse two, watch out for those dogs. Man, you got to watch out for them dogs. I don't know Doberman Pinchers. No, they're not really talking about dogs. They're talking about metaphorically. Those other people, those people that can bite your leg, they bite your ankles. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. Now, Paul specifically has in mind people who are uh, legalistic. They just want you to do more and more and try to earn your salvation. They want you to work to death to try to uh, attain God's salvation. And I want to tell you something. If you want to kill joy, like in a nanosecond, jump on that bandwagon. Oh, my goodness. You work yourself into a frenzy and lose all your joy just trying to measure up. 
The good thing about gospel, the gospel is you ain't got to measure up. Jesus done measured up. <laughs> and by faith, I say, I'm going to take Jesus's measure and apply it to my account because of the work he did on the cross for me. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Lenan. I hope Sandy's doing well, by the way. All right. Um, for it is we who are the circumcision who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Now, what he's talking about flesh is um, works of righteousness. He's like, you know, put no confidence in the flesh is Paul's way of saying, I put no confidence in my human effort and ability uh, to earn my salvation. That's the flesh working out of my own human effort. I'm going to, I'm going to do enough things uh, to earn God's approval and salvation. Like I can somehow make myself holy out of my effort. And he's like, that's the flesh, the works of the flesh. He's like, we are, we, we are the circumcision who serve God by the spirit who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Am I going to put any confidence in the flesh? Man, good reminder today. Let's put no confidence in the flesh. No confidence. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna hang our hat uh, on our ability to do great things and impress God and others. Let's not do that. But we are gonna hang our hat on God's ability to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine through us. Yes, we can rejoice in that. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being part. Good morning, Raquel. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, everybody. Great to have you. Bob in London. Good morning. Um, verse latter part of verse four. Uh, he says, "I'm not going to put. I'm not going to put any confidence in the flesh, but and I, but I have a lot of reasons to. <laughs> Though I myself, verse four, have reasons for such confidence." So Paul's like, I got reason. Look, if you just want to start rattling off resumes, I got some things to talk about. But then he's going to tell you what he thinks it's worth. If anyone, watch this. Paul's like, he's giving himself as an example. I have learned that all of that religious trying to attain, man, you can get on that in religion, man. You can try to attain I'm, I know more of the Bible than you. I have more, you know, perfect attendance than you. I went to this Christian school and this Christian high school and this Christian college, and I've got this degree, and I know this about the Bible, and I know this about theology, and I know this about church doctrine, and I know, I know, I know, I know, and I've, you know, I've taught this class and that class, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Not that those things don't have value. I mean... But Paul's like, that's not that's not where the ultimate value lies. He says, I, I if someone thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, just like a good Jewish boy. Of the people of Israel, I'm an Israelite. Of the tribe of Benjamin, hey, the tribe that gave us our first king, Saul. I'm something. Tribe of Benjamin. A Hebrew of Hebrews. I'm full blood, man. I'm full blood. Full blood Hebrew. 
Speaking of Hebrew, I need a sip of coffee. <laughs> ah. Um, that was one of the dad jokes Sunday, wasn't it? Something about Jesus and coffee. I didn't know Jesus was Jewish. It's Hebrew. I don't know. I don't know what it was. How do you know Jesus liked coffee? Because Hebrew. That's why. How do you know Jesus liked coffee? Because Hebrew. Um, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee. Uh, as for zeal, he persecuted the church. This is all Paul, man. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. So it's like all those things. He's like, I, I'm an Israelite. I'm the, the tribe of Benjamin. I'm uh, a Pharisee. You know, circ circumcised on the eighth day. I have zeal. Zeal to the degree that I was persecuting the, the church. Based on law, I was faultless, man. I was killing it. I was killing it in religion. I was winning in religion. But watch this. That's what, he's, that's what he learns. Verse 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss. All that stuff I was, I was all those notches on my belt, all those rungs of the ladder I was attaining, and all those different stages and levels and credentials I was accumulating. Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss. For what? For the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things. <clears throat> He's saying, man, I would trade it all in again in a minute to trade to, to have Jesus. It was, it's not even easy trade. Easy trade. And, that, and that's a good heart check, man. That's a good heart check. Are we willing to trade everything in for Jesus? That's what Paul's saying. He's saying, I'm willing to take all my plaques down, turn all my degrees in, turn everything in, all the stuff that I've uh, achieved over my life out of the work of the flesh. I turn it all in. I lay it all at the feet of Jesus. I throw my crowns before his feet. Because these, these earthly crowns are not worthy of comparing. I consider them all as nothing, he says. Wow. What is it saying, man? It's saying, it's it's accentuating the incredible worth and majesty and beauty of Jesus. <laughs> That's what Paul's trying to say. He's trying to accentuate the beauty and the value of Jesus. That in comparison, you just lay it down. It's all Jesus. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth, surpassing worth. Like it's this far apart. It's not like close. It's like neck and neck here. It's not neck and neck. It's like surpassing worth of Jesus. That's why we talk about so much about, you know, in, in worship and in church and in our lives, we want to make much of Jesus. What does that mean? We want to make Jesus famous. What does that mean? We just want to push him forward because he is worth so much more.
then what? Name it. <laughs> Everything. We want to make his fame known, not ours. We want to worship him and make his name great among the nations. So Paul says, what is more, I consider everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain. That's the Greek word, skubalon, garbage, skubalon. Let's just say in, in ancient Greece or in ancient Palestine, there were, there were, uh, there were carts that said scubalon happens. <laughs> That's what that word means. I consider them scubalon, garbage, rubbish, the, the lowest of the low. It gets on stuck on the bottom of your foot and it stinks. That's what I consider all my attainments, all my credentials compared to Jesus. So don't tell me about all the letters behind your name. Don't tell me about all the letters in front of your name. I don't care about all that for me. It's Jesus, because all that is scubalon compared to Jesus. Praise break. But I consider all that garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I love this verse, man. I love this verse. Verse 10 is fire. You ready? Verse 10 is fire. Just flat out fire. Your iPhone or your computer may just burst into flames when I when I read this next verse. If you're listening to, to this, this podcast, your earbuds may just explode in fire. That's how, that's how hot this next verse is. He says, I want to know Christ. Now, Paul knows Christ. He knows a lot about Jesus. He's been following Jesus for many years. But what is he talking about? He's talking about the fact that he wants to know Christ more. He wants to know him experientially. You know, there's a difference between knowing about someone and knowing someone. You could take one of your loved ones, say your you, you're, you're mom. And you can give me all these details about her. And she's kind. She's about yay tall. She uh, she cooks a mean roast. She does this. She does that. She's from uh, this this city. Uh, she grew up here. These were her parents. Um, she um, she has a favorite chair that she sits in. She does this. She does that. She was involved in this. But you know what? You can tell me a whole list of 150 things. Doesn't mean I know your mom. I know about your mom, but you introduce me to them and I get to see them and interact with them. Now I know them by what experience. And now I know something about them that I could never learn through a list of facts. That's why in the church, we always talk about you got to know Jesus, but we're not talking about knowing about Jesus. We're not talking about passing a Bible competency exam. I mean, that's great. Sure. Pass about Bible competency exam. It means you know him experientially in a way that you just you just know him. As a friend, as a savior, as your Lord, as your master, 
So Paul says, I want to know Christ. I want to know him more. I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, but I want to know him more. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power. Hold on, man. It's going to burst into flames right here. Get ready. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. One of my favorite verses of all time. <laughs> I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, so as somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Woo! Man, that is fire. Now, Paul's not saying that he doesn't understand the resurrection or he, he's questioning whether he will experience the resurrection. But he's just he's just talking about this amazing miracle that through knowing Christ, I can somehow through the power of God experience resurrection. Wow. Through Christ. I can experience resurrection. That's why he says all my earthly achievements are scubalon. Rubbish. You know that mucky stuff at the bottom of your trash can that stinks? You got to get the water hose to spray it out because it's so nasty. He's like that. That is what all my earthly achievements are compared to the surpassing worth of Jesus. Hmm. Verse 12, not that I have attained all of this. I, I ain't got it all together. I don't know everything. I'm not there yet or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Man, you know that Christ has grabbed you. He's taken hold of you. As a Christian, we just we just grow and strive to take hold of that for which he's already taken hold of us. Man, I love that. Verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you what right now, there's a whole year worth of daily bread right in these few verses right here. There's so many verses to quote, right? You could there's there's enough there's enough verses right there for a year's worth of daily bread. Mm. You remember daily bread? You know, you pull a little daily bread like a fortune cookie each day. A little daily bread like a fortune cookie. I don't even think that's theologically accurate to call it a fortune fortune cookie, but you know what I'm talking about. But right there, verse ten, verse eleven, verse twelve, verse fourteen. They all they all daily bread. Press on, man. Remember, whatever you're going through, press on. Press on towards the prize, towards the goal which Christ has called you heavenward. <clears throat> which way is God calling you? Heavenward. He's not calling you backwards. Don't look in the rearview mirror. Paul had a lot of reasons to look backwards. He's like, no, no, I'm looking, not looking back. I made some mistakes. I did some things I'm not proud of. I'm not looking back. I'm, I'm looking heavenward towards Christ Jesus. Hmm. All of us then who are mature should take a view, take such a view of things. What view? Forward toward Jesus like this, like he said. Don't look backward. Don't look through the rearview mirror, a little bit of rearview mirror. Look through the windshield where Jesus is. 
And if at some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you. <laughs> Paul say, sooner or later, you're going to see it my way. <laughs> Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. You're not trying to earn it. You're just trying to live up to what you've already received. It's like the coach saying, guys, we already won this game. Just go out there and have fun. Mm. We already won this game. Game's already won. You just go out there and put, do your best and have fun. We already won. Only let us live up to what we have already attain, obtained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I've often told you before, and I now tell you again, with even with tears, Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. It's true, man. A lot of people just live um, uh, against and as enemies of Jesus. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach or their desires or what they want. It's all over the place, man. People live what they desire just to get what they want. And if I want it, then it's right. If I desire it, then it's good. No, it's not. Not necessarily. It's just because you want it and you like it doesn't mean it's right and good. It just it, no. You're not God. You don't get to decide what's right and good. God does. Verse 19, their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is there is in their shame. Listen to that, guys. We live in a world that glories in sin. And the word of God has said this. It says their glory is in their shame. And we'd sit back and we're like, why are you glorying? Because it's they're they're doing exactly what the scripture said they would do. Because their hearts have not been, been regenerated. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Whew. I'm telling you, it always gets better for the believer. One of these days, you're going to shuck this old body that's breaking down, and he's going to replace it with a glorious body like the one he's living in right now. Mm. Rejoice. That's why Paul says rejoice. You can rejoice. You can rejoice no matter what. Rejoice in the Lord always, no matter what. All right, you guys. Thanks for jumping so much stuff in there, right? Ah, oh, man. Hope you felt that. I certainly did. Praise God for his word. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the power of the gospel, the power of Christ that uh, lives in us through the Holy Spirit that we sense as we gather around your word and in fellowship with your spirit and one another. We sense your presence and your power here. God, each of us, we want to know Christ. We want to know Jesus. We want to know him. Uh, Lord, help us to know you and the power of your resurrection. And we realize that knowing that, we may have to suffer a little bit. We may have to be suffer. We have to participate in your sufferings so that we can understand how powerfully and how amazing is the resurrection. Lord, thank you for the promise and the hope of resurrection, of new life, of victory that carries us and comforts us and enables us to rejoice in each and every situation. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, some may be in valleys and in, and in times of struggle and trial. Lord, may they find a moment today, even now, to rejoice because this victory has been won. <laughs> this victory has been won. And so we just have to go out, do our best, and have fun. 
Lord, I thank you for my friends. I pray your blessings upon them. May you encourage them and strengthen them. May whatever they need of you, may you grant it according to your perfect and loving will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of this morning prayer, this daily podcast, this awesome community that is seeking to know more of Jesus, uh, to become more like him and to change the world. So God bless you today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.